Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 212 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here as always to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks for tuning into the podcast, and thanks for joining us this week. This episode is proudly sponsored by Alta. Alta is an Irish-based MTB brand, helping you get changed how you change for your rides warm, dry, and cosy. They're also leading the way in recycling and sustainable materials. Every product they produce is either recycled, sustainable, or 100% organic. To Alta, having great MTB gear doesn't have to be harmful to the environment we love and ride in. Go check them out at ridealta.com or follow them on socials at ride.alta. Now on to today's show. In episode 212, it is my pleasure to welcome Daniel O'Shea, co-founder of the Dirt Fund Project Back on the podcast and first time show guest. Alec Marchant, who holds the very cool title of Marketing Assistant for Vitus Bikes. We're chatting with the guys about a very exciting collaboration between the Dirt Fund Project and Vitus Bikes, where two lucky privateer racers will win a Vitus bike each to race and keep at the end of the season. A load of muck-off gear and coaching from the man himself, Ben Planch, at the Strength Factory. Loads of good gear, loads of amazing prizes there for these guys. The Dirt Fund Project have really stepped it up with the help of Vitus Bikes and together. These guys made a great team. It's a great episode, some great insights into Vitus, some great insights into the Dirt Fund Project, how these guys got together, how this whole thing actually ended up working in such an amazing prize to help a couple of young riders, one girl, one guy, to get out, race, have a bike for the full season, brand new 2022 model and all the other gear from Muckoff and of course the coaching from the Strength Factory. Amazing, amazing prizes. So we chat about how you can enter, closing dates, the prizes of course, how Alex landed is very cool, Vitus position, what the Dirt Front Project has been getting up to over the last year and much, much more. So thanks for being here, thanks for tuning in, enjoy the podcast. Get your entries in and win a Vitus bike for Frick's sake. Amazing. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you this evening and what's going on? Good, man. All good. Glad to be uh, glad to be back on the show. Yeah. All good this time. Brilliant, brilliant. And it's good to have you back on, Daniel. It'll be awesome to get caught up with the Dirt Fund project and what's going on there. Um, a blast you guys are having. You have been busy. And Alex, great to have you on. Great to have one of the Vitus dudes on the show. Um, I'm a Vitus fan, as a lot of people are in this country, as you well know. Um, so it'll be good to get you on, have a chat and see how you two guys got together and what the Dirt Fund Vitus privateer program is all about. And I'm sure there's some excited racers out there that have entered already and uh <laughs> hoping to have a bike <laughs> delivered soon <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah uh, i was looking through the podcast daniel you know i had you on back in episode 178 that was the 9th of february 21 that's over a year ago man yeah 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 time flies eh? crazy, hey? yeah we were going through covid at that time too right yeah we still kind of are, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Aye, well, not if the media's anything to do with it. <laughs> that's true too, yeah. There's a lot worse things going on in the world, that's for sure. Yeah, cool. Um, so how's things been going with the Dirt Fund Project? Catches, get us caught up in over the last year. You guys have been non-stop. Yeah, like I think, um, so when we spoke uh, last, we probably had about two or three privateers supported and helped, I think, at that time. Or maybe we were just about to announced second and third privateers, mm-hmm. some, something something like that. So we kind of finished up that first year before the racing started. Um, and we achieved what we set out to do, which was, you know, support five privateers, one from each of the countries in the UK and Ireland, um, you know, with that thousand uh, pounds, mm-hmm. you know, cash grant. So that we got that done and we were absolutely stoked, you know, because, you know, when we, we kicked this thing off, the idea was, you know, just to support one rider. We thought that would be just cool, cool to do. Um, 
And then we just kind of we took a bit of a breather and watched the racing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the summer and the season, which was fantastic. Uh, but we kept kind of tipping away with different things and, you know, running a few raffles and getting a few donations. And, you know, uh, Mudhugger sold some um, mud guards for us. And um, anyway, we, we gathered up like another 3,000. And then we kind of we kicked off, you know, season two, you know, coming into the off season, you know, after season one into season two by, um, you know, hitting up three more privateers. Um so you know, already in our second second year of this, I guess we've we've three riders supported with those cash grants already. So yeah, it's amazing, man, amazing. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. And anybody that doesn't really know anything about the Dirt Front project, if they go back and listen to episode one seventy eight, you'll get the full rundown on it. And like, it would have been easy for you at some stage there just to say, well, you know, we've set out what we have achieved to do. Uh, let's call it quits. We've all got full time jobs. Can't be bothered with us. But yous have just been going from strength to strength. What keeps you going? <laughs> yeah geez um what keeps us going I, I don't know man it's like um i suppose meeting a lot of cool people definitely keeps us going for sure you know and that keeps the the stoke levels high um when you got people you know wanting to get involved that's another thing mm. you know that, that's how you know this um dirt fund uh vitas privateer program came about with you know vitas wanting to get involved and the guys uh you know stoked about what we're doing so that you know that definitely keeps us going you know and that gets the energy levels up um and then man you know the difference it makes you know it seems to really help out these these young racers so it, it you know it's nice to it's nice to make a difference you know yeah for sure and like we kind of came to a little agreement when when we had you back on the show that any of the guys you funded would come on and we would get them on the podcast and have a chat about it and all and those young guys and girls are just stoked so much like to have won that thousand pound like it's unreal yeah, it's class, you know. Um, it's a, you know, it's a big chunk of money. You, you, yeah. you can do a fair bit with a, a thousand pounds. I, I guess you can do a fair bit with it uh, once racing is happening, <laughs> and once um, you know you can uh, get parts if that's what you need. But like, it, it seems like we're coming out the back end of that now, you know. And all the you know the full race schedules are happening this year, and um, supply is getting better, and travel is getting easier. So it's kind of all starting to come together, isn't it? Yeah, cool. It's funny speaking to those young riders, you know, and you're saying, like, what are you going to spend your thousand pound on? They're like, nah, I've already spent. <laughs> <It's gone. laughs> like burning a hole in their pockets, you know? <laughs> Can't blame them. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's all, but fair play, it was all bike related, obviously, you know? So yeah. um, I'm not saying they went out and bought a new car or done anything like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and Alex, so, fellas, um, bro, it's the first time you've been on the podcast. Um, yeah. Like, what's your what's your background in mountain biking? Are you into the sport yourself and stuff? Well, it's interesting, actually. Like, I um, joined the Vitas team about, well, coming up to two years ago now, um, mm-hmm. through the height of the first lockdown. Um, I had no cyclist, cycling background um, before joining. Um, I think the height of my sort of biking experience was riding for delivery when I was in university. So. <laughs> suspension in sight it was some hyped um so yeah like I, I yeah it was right right through the middle of the first lockdown so i joined remotely um and then you know i sort of said through my interview process actually going for the job like whenever a new passion or a new hobby comes along it bites it bites hard i throw myself into it head first and get like super super into it so obviously working with a bike brand, I got access to to bikes, um, and then as soon as restrictions started to lift, I got there's no you know, there's no shortage of people to ride with that at, at the at the brand like so started to go out to hit the trails with the guys, and they were giving me plenty of um, tips and and learning, and then got got riding with even the first tracks guys. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, when you're riding with Glenn O'Brien, he, he he quickly brings you up to speed on a lot of stuff. Um, so just threw myself into it, and within a year. Um, I actually had done my first enduro race, so I did wow. actually raced at Bigwood. Um, didn't come last, so result. Um, and then I also I done a hundred k gravel spin as well, the gravel grinder down in Fermanagh. Mm-hmm. I did that as well. Didn't come last, result. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I've just since then just from testing bikes, riding with the guys, riding with first tracks guys. Like I'm out every weekend now, um, Rossi or Bigwood or somewhere. Um, going down to the gap, going everywhere. So the mm-hmm. passion has truly taken a hold and I've just thrown myself into it and I'm just loving it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a evolution and 
I keep have to, you know, remind people I've only been riding two years, but they they seem to be quite impressed with how it's come along. So, yeah. yeah. You see that Vitus owners group on Instagram? Is that set up by you? Is that a proper Vitus thing, Alex, or is that? It actually started shortly after I joined. Lots of people in the business thought I had started it, mm. uh, but it was actually a guy called Dan. Um, who's based over in England, and he started as a bit of a lockdown project. Um, he was just struggling, like through talking to him on Instagram. Like he was, we were asking him just different stuff. We've actually since hooked him up with some bikes, um, wow. just as a, as a thank you. Like he, he's like obviously avid, avid cyclist, avid rider. So we've sent him out a bike and stuff to, you know, just to say thank you for all of his hard work. Um, because he does a lot for for it's like like it's it's a cool oh, thing. Um, but yeah, he started as a lockdown project that was struggling with his mental health, um, and he just wanted something to funnel his, you know, um, his his mind into, and he just he started that, um, and it just sort of grew. And as I say, he came onto our radar. We just sent him a few, we sent him a few mer- a few bits of merch to start with, um, a couple of t-shirts, a couple of hoodies and stuff, just saying keep doing what you're doing, like it's class. Um, then we ended up just having a bike available that we could send him. It was his size, and we just said, look here's here's a thank you for 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 some cool stuff and yeah like that's so it's just this guy i think he's um originally from south africa um but lives over in england and he just started up so really he's super he's, he's super active he's like uh, yeah he's like every day like if you if you milliseconds yeah, <laughs> tag it if you add him he's, he's straight up um like i even like at at Vitus owners and some of my snaps and I'm like waiting to be like did I make it did I make it up and I'm like <laughs> are we like other people like oh did my shop make it up on the Vitus owners <laughs> but that's that's that what's cool it's like we are like I mean we're we're such a small team like we all follow those pages and we're like always looking through comments and seeing what people are doing and like our community is class like it is unreal like there's people that are just real Vitus nuts um and you'll get some people that are maybe like finding their way onto the channel being new and like giving us a bit of stick in the comments and people are like straight in there sticking up for us and stuff it's it's funny to watch <laughs> happy days man and before we go any further i just want to ask you a question about delivery can i that's yeah shoot away <laughs> <laughs> you know you know the bags just carry are they big and square like that for pizza boxes they're actually like split into little shells. Oh, uh, are they? Carry <laughs> multiple orders, and there's no like, suppose from a food hygiene perspective, maybe there's no cross contamination. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's like little shells inside, so you can put pizza boxes in, you can put loads of different stuff in, and then obviously if you're carrying cold drinks, you can separate it from the whole, the hot food. So, oh, uh, they've thought about it more than me. Then you're learning about delivery, but yeah, it was it was grand, you know. <laughs> Um, it kept my fitness up. I went to university in Liverpool, so like, don't know if you've ever been to Liverpool. Like, it's split across, you know, a very very low dock city centre level, and then everything else is super super high up, quite quite a high climb. Right, and wow. most of the students live up sort of higher up out of the city centre, and all the restaurants are in the city centre. So you're mm. back and forth up and down this massive hill. So. Um, yeah, it's d- done wonders for the fitness. <laughs> yeah, class, man, class. So your job role at Vitus is marketing assistant, isn't that correct? Yeah, I currently, yeah. Cool, right. So when you went into Vitus, did you, um, I take it you weren't biking at that stage, but you you went and got the job and then got really Andy bikes? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, pretty quickly. Um, sort of joined and then was like straight on to asking, you know, can I get anything to loan, take out into the trails and try? And it was always mountain biking was the first thing I was interested in. And I didn't really want to sort of try any road bikes or gravel bikes or anything like that. Obviously, I'd done the gravel grinder, um, but I really was keen into getting into mountain biking. I had tried it before, but nowhere near the level. I had a few friends that were into mountain biking in university. I went to like some trails that were couple of miles outside Liverpool and just tried it but it mm-hmm. was something that I wanted to really get into um and as I say within a few months I was out regularly you know every every weekend a couple of times a week um and it, yeah the passion just really hit hard like I just started riding absolutely flat out yeah amazing amazing so as marketing assistant what do you do for the brand can you give us just a brief kind of overview of what you do for Vitus 
Yeah, well, it's 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 is a small team, um, based out of Belfast, and like it, because of that, like we do muck in and do a lot. So like I like a lot of the marketing activity, like we do, like I manage all the social, um, I manage all the mountain bike media, so I get bikes out to test with media, build those relationships, um, I help manage our website as well, like get the products up on the website, get them all updated. Um, and then, you know, marketing with our exclusive retailers as well and Chain Reaction and Wiggle. Um, I've been lucky enough to sort of attend and arrange some product photo shoots. Um, and then, like, we, we, we're we starting to go to trade shows now. Things are starting to open back up again. That's something mm. that we get to go along to. So um, we're off to Sea Otter in about two weeks over in Monterey. Yeah, cool. It's going to be sick. And London Bike Show and stuff as well. And yeah, apart from all that, it's like all of your general marketing stuff and all the all the boring stuff. We fall short of listening to your conversations and then marketing bikes to you through what we've heard through your phone. It's none of that. <laughs> yeah, like printing your display ads and print ads and yeah, pretty much as say a lot. Being a small team, we just have to muck in and do plenty of marketing activity. Yeah, you do a lot. Well, wow, it, it sounds like a lot of work. Um, and like, how stoked are you with the 2022 range? The bikes look amazing. Yeah, absolutely class. Um, I mean, from last year, like, you know, we, our mountain bike platforms in particular took a massive step up, um, especially on, like, you know, the the release of the new Summit and the Scarps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, like, first thing to call out first, it has been, you know, a challenging time throughout the pandemic, especially over the last year as well, the stock versus demand. Um, I mean, we wanted to be transparent as possible um, and just release the 2022 update, which is on our website, just letting customers know that have been waiting, you know, that there's bikes are coming and giving us best timescales as we can. Um, and then, yeah, we launched 2022 range officially last last week on the website. Um, so everybody got to see what exactly was coming, what the updates were. Um, I mean, the, the two notable, two big notable ones were the Escarp um, going full carbon. So yeah. trail the bike, trail bike of the year last year now receives a, a carbon rear end. And then the Summit as well, which was previously run 2927. You could you could use the flip chip to run it as mullet. Um, it now comes fully, fully dedicated mullet. Um, and yeah, the, the response has been really, really good, especially from our community. Um, like we we're constantly into the comment feeds and onto the owners group, like looking at what people think about it, and we're always listening. And um, we probably do have a finger on the pulse of the community, like, and just to see people getting stoked, like that's why that's why we get up every morning and and log in, like, is to see that sort of stuff. It's it's class. Yeah, for sure. What's the reaction like to the racing green color? You know what that. <laughs> as soon as we actually launched that, it'd be, like we were talking about it because it is it's divided people. People either absolutely love it or people really? are not too hot on it. Um, I mean, I personally, as soon as I see it, you know, months before it came out, I was like, "That's class!" Like with mm-hmm. you know, with the Fox Factory float with the Kashima coat, and like it looked class with the gold. Yeah. Um. So I did really like it straight off, but yeah, it split people down the middle. It seems to be either you love it or you hate it. You know, wow. or might. I think it looks amazing, to be honest. Class, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get stuck into the Dirt Fund Vitus privateer program then have a wee chat about that. Um, so, Daniel, tell us how that all happened. Was it you asking Vite or was it Vitus asking you? Did you guys know each other? Tell us a wee bit more about it. Yeah, um, power of Instagram, <laughs> I'd say, is what yeah. kicked, kicked, kicked it off. <laughs> and maybe just... Uh, yeah, like a few things kind of happening and falling into place at the right time, you know. Um, like I think it was around the time of the in, uh, the EWS and Tweed Valley, you know. We had we'd pulled some names out of a hat. Um, you know, we had our list of riders that, um, you know, that long list that we have of riders looking for support and that you know we've got to know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, around that time, you know, uh, the biggest guys I think started following us on Instagram and. Yeah, you know, if if you follow the Dirt Fund on Instagram, there's a good chance, you know, we're going to connect back and and hound you down to see can you help as well. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. But uh, Tom Moore, like, was one of the guys who got one of the Dirt Fund project payouts. And I think uh, um, uh, you guys, Alex, had just uh, were starting to work with Tom as well. Yeah, he um, came up on our radar, like when we were start looking at ambassadors, and incidentally, like he was one of the guys we started looking at, and like when starting conversations with him, he was mentioning Dirt Fund, and you know they weren't somebody new to us as well. We'd seen them around, as as mm-hmm. Dan said, you know, on on Instagram. 
Um, yeah, and then and then you know we just started. Uh, I guess um, you know we just started conversations and uh, yeah. you know emails, Instagram DMs, getting connected. At, at the end of the day, everything's about people, isn't it? You know, and um, just started talking and seeing how we could you know work together because it seemed like uh, we're all kind of pretty much aligned and you know um, sure. helping helping you know the type of type of writers that we're talking about. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like, Alec, when you started kind of following the Dirt Farm project and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you like what they're doing socially and things. Did you follow them with an idea of thinking, you know, we should do some of these guys or that would be good for the brand or, you know, what was the conversations like there? I think it was like as soon as they were started, like I started looking at what they were doing, it was always something in the back of my mind that it was a potential thing. But I guess like you always sort of have that thing in your head that you know are they going to be interested in working with us is it something that they want to you know fly solo on and do that manage themselves like do they want a bike brand sort of sticking their nose in and getting involved in it um but yeah as, as dan said as soon as the conversation started you know flourishing sort of like really naturally about just talking about maybe bikes and ways that we can sort of you know just kicking around ideas then it just sort of started to you know get legs and, and move forward into more of an idea of what we can do and give back to privateers and, you know, align with, you know, where we want to be as a brand and where, like, what, what we stand about, uh, what we stand for. And, like, we've seen that those guys are doing it in, in a real nice, authentic way. Um, mm-hmm. And it just naturally, organically started getting legs and, and moving forward into a proper idea and how we can make something happen. Yeah. Like, when you guys are looking at your marketing budget and stuff, do you use was that something that was kind of factored in or did it have to fall within the marketing budget before you could go ahead and do something like that? I mean, like we've, we've, we've got a budget that we sort of allocate and things are sort of locked costs and where we want to sort of spend our money, but there's always a sort of pot where we can keep it ad hoc, you know, and move it around. And when things come up, we want to be able to react and, and do things, you know, we don't want to sort of, you know, shut ideas down because budget's an issue. We want to always have, you know, a pot of money if something really, really cool comes up, whether it's, a, you know, a sponsorship or a partnership or, you know, you know, um, finding a really cool ambassador that we can send a bike out to. Like we want to be reactive to those opportunities. So, you know, it wasn't there wasn't any sort of barriers to overcome whenever this opportunity came up. We just were a small team. We can make make the decisions happen. Um, we also have like real open communication streams between ourselves. Like we ride together as a team as well. And we just we talk about these ideas when we're right riding their bikes and um you know people get stoked pretty quickly and we can just we can just roll with it and start making things happen mm-hmm, cool and daniel did you ever think of bringing on like an mtb brand like a bike brand was that in your radar was it something you were looking to do in the future you know what were your thoughts on it um well i guess you know since since the since we started this you know we we knew Julie, we needed help you know um mm-hmm. and you know of course you know from the outset we were thinking you know, cash grants, but, um, you know, I think I was telling you on that very first podcast, you know, we're always thinking, okay, how else can we help, you know, privateers? What else is needed, you know? Um, and once this opportunity came up, we thought, okay, this is cool. Uh, and then once the st- st- conversation started moving and we realized, okay, we can actually, you know, do something really beneficial and, you know, two uh, lucky privateers are really going to benefit from this, Um we're just like, okay, let's let's get this show on the road. You know, what do we need to do to to make this happen? Um, and that and that's the conversations that that go on. You know, um, so yeah, we were absolutely over the moon once once we started, you know, rolling with these conversations. You know, yeah, cool. And like Alex, were you? As far as the prize goes, you know, it's a it's an amazing prize, and there's other guys involved and all in it. So, how did you just link those other brands, and you know, and who decided and the free bikes and everything else that goes with it? Because it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing prize. Well, like as soon as we sort of got the green light and you know supporting and, and making this idea go forward, like I mean, it was a no brainer to give away a bike um, as part of that. Like that's how we're going to support these guys properly. It gives them one less thing to worry about. You know, these guys are driving themselves miles to go to races. They're putting themselves up in hotels or camping in the back of their vans. So if they have a race ready top end bike, 
ready to go. Like it's it's that's the best way to support them. Um, and I mean, like with mock off, that was arranged with Dan's side. But then whenever we were talking about ways that we can even make this program even better, um, we have another ambassador in Ben Plenge. He does the strength mm-hmm. factory. Yeah, he has yet started kicking about. Like he he's a fitness coach for some of you know top BWS racers. So we thought like there's there's another way that we can make this package like really really good. Um, so yeah, it was a no brainer getting that involved as well. Yeah, Ben's a good lad. I've had Ben on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah, he's um, good. Yeah, done some of his workouts and decided, mm, not really that fit, am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And like Daniel, when it all came together and you seen the package and stuff, like how blown away were you with that? Oh, listen, um, you know, it was it was unreal. Like, and I think one of the cool moments was. Um, you know, we were talking about, okay, you know, it's um, enduro riders and downhill riders. And, uh, you know, obviously the, the Vitas guys have got both those bikes. And then I remember one day I was thinking, well, there's the, you know, the um, EEWS, you know, with the e-bikes. Mm-hmm. I just r- rang the guys up and I was like, hey, you know, are we good for, you know, let's say we get, you know, uh, someone who wants to race, you know, um, electric e-bikes. Is, are we cool with that? And the guys straight away, yeah, no problem. And then it was a few more conversations before I was like, I thought, geez, I better ask what, what's going to happen at the end of the year, you know? And the guys were just like, yeah, no, no, they, they get to keep the bikes, you know, which is just, that was like super stoked. I was like, this is amazing, you know, because, yeah. you know, for sure, these racers, they probably have their own bike or they've got a bike, you know, a couple of years old or whatever, but, you know, they're going to get this brand new uh, bike ready to race, uh, you know, that also gives them the ability to sell their old bike, you know, to create some cash for themselves if they want to yeah. do that, um, you know, because they're going to be racing this bike the whole season. Um, so re- really cool. And then, you know, when we got like Muckoff, uh, for example, I was chatting to, you know, Dominic there and th- those guys were helping us out with, you know, providing like care packages of kit, Muckoff kit for all the privateers we've supported to date. Uh, which is amazing, you know, because um, that's just, uh, you know, gear and uh, bike maintenance kit that, you know, privateers need to keep those those bikes running. And then I was telling him about, you know, this idea. And he was like, yeah, we'll we, we get involved, you know, with, um, you know, clothing, you know, so um, mm-hmm. jersey, shorts, jackets, gloves, socks. Um, so, yeah, so the riders, are, the, the two lucky riders are going to be fully kitted out with a muck off kit to, to race it, you know, which is phenomenal. Yeah, amazing. Like, um, you've really pushed the bar this time. It's absolutely outstanding, you know, and it's going to change a couple of lives for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's let's chat about the prizes then. Um, so we've talked a little bit about the bike. So tell us a little bit about that. Can they choose a bike? What kind of scenario is happening there, Alex? Yeah, so the two privateers get to choose from, as Dan said, between the Arduino bike, the Summit CRX, downhill bike and the Dominer. And then if they're wanting to race the EWS, then they can choose the E-Summit VRX as well. So they're all sort of top end um, in the models as well. So they get to choose of the, of which of those um, they want to they wanna rip for the season. Wow, pretty amazing. And they awesome. get to keep the bike at the end of the season, as Daniel was saying as well. Absolutely, yeah, they keep that. Wow, classic. And, you know, it's funny, but just on a side note, do you have to get into a contract with these guys? You know, is there any signed papers? Is there any anything like that? Or is it all kind of more casual than that? Yeah, super, super casual, you know. I mean, like, we, we sort of um, are trusting these people. And, like, I mean, like, the Dirt Fund are reputable um, sort of – you know, people to be working with and like the people that are coming on, we're going to vet them. We're going to make sure that they're going to be racing these bikes. And we don't want to be sitting down and being like, you must do this. We want, you know, X amount of social posts a week after you get the bikes. Like we're just, we're wanting to first and foremost, help these people out. Um, And yeah, like we're going to vet them. We're going to look at their applications and pick the best people, um, best best riders and they're just going to get our bikes to rip on we're not going to be sitting down making any sort of ravish demands off them yeah no very cool everything in the mountain bike industry seems to be quite cool like that and laid back you could probably tell me some other stories like but you know it seems <laughs> to be quite chilled out uh, in the face of things anyway so that's that's rad um 
so what's the other prizes then? Muck off gear. Um, are they? Are you getting all the cleaning kit with that and stuff as well? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a bit of a, a funny story. I don't know if you see one of our last posts, but uh, um, you know, I was doing an interview with uh, the other Dan on the Dirt Hunt team, and uh, he, you know, he was just like asking me straight out. You know, okay, so they're getting all this riding kit, and I guess they're getting all the cleaning products and everything as well. I was like, uh, not sure about that. <laughs> um, you know, because it wasn't what we talked about, you know. But, um, yeah, I contacted, uh, you know, Dominic over in uh, Muckoff, and he was like, yeah, of course, man. You know, no question. That's, that's happening. <laughs> you know, so we're, we're, yeah, we were able to, you know, re- re-edit that, which was which was cool, you know. So, yeah, like, so, the, so these riders, you know, they're going to have a bike. They're going to get some coaching from Ben. Um and, you know, they're going to have riding kit and they're going to have all the products to, um, you know, keep their bikes uh, running in top notch condition, you know. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool package that's just kind of, you know, come together um, just trying to help people, you know. So it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What what kind of training has Ben at the Strength Factory doing? Has he told you or is it kind of ad hoc depending on who gets the prize? Yeah, it depends who gets the prize and where they're located. But, you know, he's going to do a couple of sessions one-to-one, which is, you know, a big chunk of, you know, his time to do that. And then he's got online programs that people are, are, are going to get access to to be able to follow. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely make a it'll make a difference, I guess, if, uh, if, uh, if people put the work in and can take the pain. <laughs> yeah, for sure, that's it. Yeah, this prize comes with some pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so who can enter, guys? Who's, you know, is it open to anybody? Just give us a quick uh, overview of yeah. that as well, please. Yeah, for sure. So it's, um, you know, again, it's it's UK and Irish privateers. Um, so, you know, people um, can apply. And, you know, it's enduro and downhill is what the Dirt Fund Project is all about. So it's, um, you know, enduro racers, downhill racers. Um, and, and, you know, it's for, it's for people who are, you know, um, you know, really striving to be, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, they want to make this, they want to be a pro athlete and they want to make, make this their life, you know, and uh, their dream uh, to, to do this. Um, does that mean they're like racing World Cup downhill, you know, this season, you know, next weekend? Um, you know, not necessarily, but, you know, so pe- people have been applying who are, you know, racing already all the national series. They're racing a couple of EWSs. They're racing some of the UK series. Um you know, so it's for it's for racers like this, you know, uh, mm-hmm. really. And then when it comes to applying, um, you know, that's just through our website. The minute you go onto the dirtfundproject.org, there's a there's a, a button to click right there in front of you uh, for the Dirt Fund Beta's Privateer program. It's already like you know, just fill in the boxes, um, and there's three questions, you know, that we're we're, we're getting people to to answer, you know, um, which is you know why why you should win this, you know, make your best pitch. Um, what races you're entering, um, you know, for the season ahead. And then the third thing is, you know, we want to know what each of these applicants, you know, what they're doing personally for their, their mountain bike community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that can be small or big. That can be, you know, you're the person who's always picking up trash off the trail or you're the person who's, you know, you organize races or you do some marshalling or you help out some youngsters with fixing their bikes, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But we, we do want to know, uh, I guess, how you're contributing to the mountain bike uh, community. Yeah, certain and important, very important as well. For sure. That's, you know, that's the, I guess that's the type of riders that, you know, we want to want to help those that are, you know, helping the community, helping others. You know, that's what, that's mm-hmm. what um, the Dirt Fund Project, I guess, is all about, you know. Yeah, for sure. And Alex, from your point of view, kind of looking at it from a Vitus direction and stuff, are you looking at somebody that's maybe quite active in socials and all? Does that come into your thinking that they have a, you know, a certain amount of followers or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, no, not not at all. Like, it's actually funny that you say that because we've been to places where there's been plenty of youngsters that are looking to break into making this a career. And the fir- one of the first things they ask me is, how many followers do I need to get a sponsorship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that might be the case with some sponsorships. Um, I mean, with us, first and foremost, we want somebody who just loves riding their bike, super genuine. There's no BS. They're, they're, they're racing. They're, as Dan said, you know, contributing to their community. Um, 
like that's what we look for like we want somebody that's easy to work with whereas as i said with the contract question that you gave me like we're not gonna sit there wanting x amount of social posts a week or anything like as long as you are out enjoying your bike racing your bike you know love riding your bike then that's all we want to see we would just want to yeah. see a real realness in in the applicants you know yeah well that's really that is really nice to hear because I think a lot of young ones coming up now think they have to have a big social follow and it's just one of those things, you know, and if they're probably, you know, listening to this or, you know, heard Dan's uh, Dirt Fun project thing, you know, about how to enter and stuff, they're probably thinking, well, I have 200 followers. Like, why is it, what's even the point of me trying? You know, so it's really, it's just really nice to hear that from you and that they don't have to have that kind of following or be that active in social or whatever. Yeah, not at all, honestly happy days that's that's cool uh, dan i love the posts you done recently there about tell us why you need new shoes without telling us you need new shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't, don't, those shoes they're already gone so there'll be an announcement coming <laughs> coming soon <laughs> but yeah i'm sure you got some classics for that yeah definitely definitely but uh Brilliant. we have a wor- we have a worthy winner for those you know and that, yeah. that, that was just that was just a you know um uh, as part of this bike raffle that we're doing and um you know crank brothers had given us a, a pair of shoes for uh you know taking some photographs of um mm-hmm. and you know we're just like okay somebody needs these so let's let's uh let's find somebody that they fit and uh give them away you know so yeah it was kind of cool to be able to do that and uh kudos to crank brothers for hooking us up you know yeah happy days happy days now the big one guys when is the closing date for this 31st of march so next week, yeah. Yeah. All right. So better go on to the Dirt Funds Projects website and get filling in quickly. Um, any tips for those interested in entering? Any secret sauces or anything there? <laughs> um, answer all three questions for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and just you know, just be yourself and give a genuine uh, application. You know, um, I suppose one thing to note is if you're under eighteen, we need a parent's consent. Um, for sure. So, you know, either get your uh, parent or guardian to uh, enter or get them to email as well. But that's been happening. So that, that, that's that's no issue. But um, yeah, I think just a, a genuine application. And um, yeah, that, that's it pretty much. What yeah. if you're over 40 years old? Do you need any consent then? Um, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, grant so how are the winners chosen guys who's involved in that process what does that look like um so so we're gathering the applicants here you know um and so you know we've a a small team of us here on the dirt Hunt project you know working on it so we'll go through all the applications and make sure those criteria are met and i suppose get us down to a short list of you know who we think would be good um and then we'll you know hook up with alex and the, the team at Vitas and, uh, you know, pick the, the final two uh, winners, you know, and that's one male, one female. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, which is important to us that we that, that we had that. Um, yeah. And then hopefully, I guess sometime in April, we'll uh, we'll announce the we'll announce the winners. Brilliant. Brilliant. And when you're looking at that, when you're going through the applications, do you look at the race results? Do you look at that kind of thing? Is that important? Um. Well, I guess we'll look at everything just to get a, Joe, you're trying to get a, a feel for the person, you know? Um, so you're going to look at all information, but it's not like, you know, you have to won, have won 10 races to, mm-hmm. to win or anything. There's no criteria like that. So we're looking at, I guess, uh, a full application together, you know? And I can tell you already, like, um, the, the applications are fantastic, you know? Um, really? Yeah, just, especially around the community side of it, how people are, you know, helping out, uh, you know, in different ways is uh, it's really cool to see, you know, it just gives you that that good feeling about the mountain bike community spirit, you know, being alive and well. Yeah, definitely. And like, I know like you were talking about being down at the gap there as well. I was down quite recently and the talent down, the young fellas, the talent is unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I felt like a rookie going in there, um, Certainly read like a rookie because I was trying to follow Clarence Ballantyne, which was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like when you're looking at the, you know, this is a more overview of the whole 
kind of Irish UK market mountain bike market. But when you're looking at it, Alec, from a marketing point of view, like how how healthy is the is the mountain biking scene at the minute? Like when you see all these young riders and parks like the Gap and stuff, like you know, you, it's bound to be crazy from a marketing perspective. Yeah, I mean, like through having. Um, a lot of people come into the sport through the pandemic for obvious reasons, not being able to do very much and just using the outdoors first and foremost as a way to, you know, break out of the, the daily routines and get a bit of fresh air and, you know, out in the nature first and foremost. But then, like, I think the people that were already into it just got really into it and maybe used their time just to hone their skills. Um, but, yeah, as you say, you go down to those places and you just see, like, some, like, proper little rippers like sending it big um i mean you've got young callum morris on via's first tracks as well and if he can't make it as a pro none of us can he's absolutely amazing rider um and yeah it's just class to see like i mean even being at ross trevor at the weekend like with the downhill race coming up like there's just an absolute ton of people like they're all coming up um and racing the line doing track walks and stuff and it's just such a vibrant market now it's absolutely class and you know it's great for us because you know we're not only selling bikes to those people we get to sort of give back to those people as well just giving them absolutely class bikes um but we think is you know super competitive price and it allows them to get like a proper serious racing platform um, and allow them to get out and, and race but also the people that are just getting into the sport as well there's something for everyone you know you've got your entry-level hardtails and full sauces that you can get into the sport on like so it, it is class like but yeah the vibrancy that we're having right now is is class and long may it continue yeah for sure and like as an island i think for the size of us i think we punch well above our weight as far as talent and trails and networks and everything go would you would you agree with that yeah, I yeah, I would certainly say so. Like, I mean, I was lucky enough to ride the golfy like a couple of weeks ago, and you can see that place on Trail Fort. It's absolutely riddled with trails. But you know, you look at you look at that for um, over in Scotland. You look at you know the bike parks and in Revs and Bike Park Wales and absolutely class stuff. But then you've got your natural stuff and the network of stuff that you have here right on your doorstep is 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 crazy. You know, you can go ride some absolutely class stuff um and then the the skills that you pick up there you can take them to the big places and you know nothing's too daunting like we've just just got class stuff right on our doorstep it is it's unreal and you can ride you know just a vast array of 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 trails you know yeah yeah we're very lucky boys and girls that's for sure definitely 100% have you any plans for any type of media coverage for the winners of the prizes well yeah i mean like we'll obviously like the dirt fund will will make all the announcements and we'll share those and you know we'll we'll give them the publicity and then we'll also try to be getting them into the media publications we've already got coverage on um and write articles on on the relative places to, to give them coverage but i mean they'll also get opportunity to um to be part of sort of the Vetus ambassador family and they'll be invited to do some product shoots and all that sort of stuff. So there'll be plenty of stuff to come off just the back of just winning a bike and um, some racing kit and training. Like they'll get the opportunity just to be part of the Vetus family as, as much as anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they're racing over the season, are they racing as part of a team or anything? Are you just creating anything like that? Or is that a future down the, down the pipe maybe or something? Be, yeah, well, I mean, they'll be just racing as, you know, a, a privateer still. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, that's what they'll be, first and foremost. But Yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Just putting a wee seed there in your mind, you know, just a wee yeah, seed. Never, never <laughs> <in trouble. laughs> uh, so, Daniel, any future plans for the Dirt Farm project? What have you got planned after this? Like, where do you go after this? Um... Well, you know, so uh, we hope this continues for sure, you know, um, and, you know, we're, we're, we expect this to be a, a massive success this year, you know, um, so that's one thing. And then we've got a couple of other things going on at the moment, you know, we're raffling off uh, a bike at the moment. Um, so we're trying to raise some cash for those cash grants so we can support more privateers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ide- ideally, you know, we supported five ri- privateers in year one, with you know, those cash grants. You know, we're hoping to support more than five. We've already three supported this year. So we're, um, and, and the way the bike rack is going so far, we're, you know, at a minimum, we're going to be able to support three more. And we're hoping wow. in, the next, in the next month to sell uh, a lot more tickets, you know, to support more riders. Um, so that's two things. 
And then we're just trying to get cash in other ways as well. Like um, we're working with uh, a lot of the race series around Ireland, you know, the Grassroots, Gravity, Vita's First Track series, mm-hmm. um, uh, whereby, you know, when you register for those races now, there's a, a tick box there where you can take, I want to donate one pound or one euro to the Dirt Fund project. And yeah, the see, year, that's very good. Yeah, all that cash will be gathered up and that, that'll go into the payout pot. Um, so there, there are a couple of things on the go. And then we're just trying to start to build a new thing as well, which I suppose isn't around cash, it's around information. So we just set up the Dirt Fund Project Privateer Network Group on Facebook. The idea there is that um, we're trying to get privateers from all over the world onto it. Um, and it's just started in the last couple of days. And, and the idea being is, you know, um, that there's a place for privateer racers to share information around, you know, like if you've got a privateer from the UK or take Tom Moore, for example, and he's traveling to Italy to race or something, you know, maybe he needs to know where to park that van or where's the best mm. local bi- bike shop or, you know, where's good to eat or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or the best route to get to between two races or something. Well, hopefully there's an Italian, you know, racer on there that can go, hey, you know what you need to do? You should go to here, here and here. Uh, and we can start, I suppose, helping these young racers not have to relearn, you know, the same, everybody relearn the same thing over and over yeah. again, that they can just, you know, get on this group, ask a question and, and get some help that makes their, their life easier, you know? So information sharing really, um, and try, yeah. So I suppose that's a couple things that we've got going this year <laughs> and we'll get over this year and then, then see where it takes us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that group's a really great idea that could, you know, yeah. you could even get somebody saying to you, well, look, if you're racing, I'm racing, come and stay with me or, yeah. You know, amazing, like. Yeah, yeah, because you go to these big races. And I, I, I don't know if you've been to any of those big events, Gareth, but, like, you know, you, you walk in and there's just, like, you know, tents everywhere, there's uh, displays everywhere, there's, you know, you're trying to figure out, okay, where do I need to go, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for, for a young racer, it's a lot to take in and to try to figure out. So if you have some local knowledge, you know, that always helps a lot, no matter what you're at, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully we can grow that and we can get more people onto that group. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully people can start you know, helping each other out there with information. Yeah, amazing. Very, very good. Very good. And Alex, as far as Vitus goes, you're happy there, obviously. Uh, anything exciting anything exciting for the rest of the year? Well, yeah, I mean, launching the 2022 range is big. I've, I've already called out the, the two main ones there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like off the back of last year, which was absolutely huge for us, like we won like so many awards across mountain bike and road. Um, we're certainly just got lots more to be, lots more to be doing throughout the year. Um, mentioned about the trade shows, like we're off to uh, California in two weeks to go to um, Sea Otter. And we're going to be at the London Bike Show as well, which is which is class. That'll get people to come down, meet us, uh, get hands on with the bikes as well. Um, we're sort of real focusing on our content and you know try to inspire the people that follow us. Um, so some top class contents coming. We've got um, a whole content series around Joe Smith going to Hardline his redemption after a spill last year. So like that's that's going to be class. It gives people an mm-hmm. insight into those riders as well as like the other ambassadors that are part of the Vitas family. Um, and yeah, there's a particularly exciting project coming to a head this year. I can't, as much as you'll want to squeeze it out, <laughs> you won't. Um, but yeah, one of our core uh, mountain bikes is getting a, a, you know, an overhaul, and we're we are really stoked about that. I think people are going to properly lose their minds whenever that gets launched. But yeah, keep your eyes eyes peeled for that one. All right. Well, is that going to be the the this year or is it next year? When are we yes, when you think this, this this calendar year there'll be there'll be um really exciting news to to share. Like, right. Wow. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Well, guys, listen. Um, thanks so much for putting your heads together and making this happen. I think you're going to change a couple of young lives for sure. Unless that guy at forty wins it, of course, but. <laughs> <laughs> you never know but uh yeah thanks so much and thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing your knowledge of everything your wealth of info there and uh making this happen amazing so i hope you just can work together in the near future too it'd be great to see something else happening yeah. as well so thanks so much guys i appreciate it cheers Garth. Yeah, Garth. appreciate it man that's a wrap for episode 212 hope you enjoyed that folks and as i say get 
your entries in and get to the Dirt Fun Projects website there and get going. Get you don't have long now, you don't have long, so get your entries in and hopefully you'll be riding one of them new 2022 crazy fighters bikes. I have one myself, well, it's a 2021, but it's an amazing ride. Like you won't go wrong with one of those bad boys. So good luck to everybody that enters and I hope you have a great racing season. Whether you win or not, get out there, get pushing the pedals and enjoy the race season. Now, a big thanks to Daniel and Alex for coming on the podcast. It was great to catch up with Daniel. It was great to get Alex on the show for the first time, have a chat with them, see what the Vice Bikes thing is all about because they are producing amazing bikes for great prices. We all know it. We all know they're very high spec and you get a lot for your money there. So well done to that small team there and keep the products coming for us guys. Now, if you want to know more about what we chat about in the podcast, simply visit the website mtb-tribe.com where you can get the show notes there and you can get all the links to enter the competition, etc, etc, and a little bit more insight to what Danielle, Alex and myself chat about for the podcast. Now, if you're enjoying the show and you want to show your support, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on whatever podcast platform you listen to your shows on. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on the algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. So please like the podcast and share it with friends. It helps get the word out and gets more people listening to the show and find out a little bit more about our Irish race market here and our Irish MTB community. You'll find the podcast on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. We're on them all. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalog, listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the podcast. You can also get involved on social media at MTB, on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to get in contact with the show, the best way is simple is to drop me an email, info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all emails and I will get back to you. Now one last thing, a big thank you to our sponsor Alta. Alta is an Irish based MTB brand helping you get changed how you change for your rides. Warm, dry and cosy. And these guys are trying to do everything as sustainable as they can. Something that's sadly missing in the mountain bike industry. All their clothing, all their gear is either 100% organic, it's recycled from plastic bottles, car tires, all that kind of stuff. The guys are really trying to make a difference for the environment we ride in and love so much. So why spoil it through product that we're buying, through product that we can recycle, um, etc. So these guys are trying to make a big splash and make a difference in the MTB industry. So please go support them. You'll find out more at their website, ridealta.com, or follow them, check them out on socials at ridealta.com. So that's it for this week, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate your support. I know I've been away for a number of weeks, but life sometimes just gets in the way. It's that simple. And I've been doing this thing now for almost four years, and that's the first kind of break I've had to take. So I didn't want to do it, but at the end of the day, sometimes life does throw a spanner in the works, and you just can't do everything. So thanks so much for showing the support. Thanks for everybody that got in contact, wondering if I was still alive, where the podcast was, what was going on. I do appreciate everybody's kind words. So until the next time, guys, as always, get the bikes out, hit the trails. You know what it is. Stay MTV stoked.